welcome to Not the Special Edition, a brand new podcast on all things cult and sci-fi and that. Basically, if it's got a spaceship or a superhero or just something spooky in it, we're all over that shit. Can I say that? I'm not sure I should. I'm Miles, hello, um, and with me are two of the finest feature writers I ever met. Uh, there's Will. Say hello, Will. Hello, how are you? Um, I'm good, thanks. Not not bad at all. Um, tell them who you are. Who, who are you, Will? Who am I? Um, I am Will. Uh, I write articles for magazines and that. I live in Bath and that's it. Yes. Good. And someone who won't call it Bath but definitely will call it Bath is... He's much posher than me. Yeah, is Steve. Say hello, Steve. Hello. Um, if you'd have caught me uh, in about 1986, I probably would have called it Bath. I, I've been slightly poshized in, in the last few years. H- hello, I'm Steve. Thanks. Let's get into it. That'll sort of do, even though I call you right ears, because... <laughs> 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 Okay, so uh, recently seen, I'm going to pick on you two first, because you've both seen a current film that I haven't, which is Kingsman. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about that, but I want you to, so you are going to. <laughs> yeah, why not? Okay, it's, right, it's, it's a little kind of foggier for me, because I sort of about... I'm not showing off here. He's showing um, off. Uh, I saw it about two months ago, because uh, I, 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 I was contractually obliged to see it, because I was entering Colin for... Did you get him to be dubbed by um, Ben Wishaw afterwards? So actually, uh, one of the journalists uh, did bring that up, actually. It was really awkward. Especially as, a, especially as they said to him, ah, well, you were let go from Paddington, weren't you? And uh, the rest of us just looked at our feet then. Oh, man. Um, anyway, sorry, yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, uh, Kingsman. I, so I read the comic probably about six months ago and thought, yeah, it's okay. Um, and then I saw the film uh, a few weeks back and, yeah, really loved it, actually. It's kind of um, part loving homage, part parody of uh, 70s era spy flicks. So the Roger Moore Bonds, which, you know, these days are perhaps not the coolest Bonds to admit to liking, but probably the more fun ones. There's a bit of the Avengers in there, that you know, the real Avengers, not your Marvel nonsense. The Saint and yeah. things like that. Oh, yeah, Man from Uncle, In Like Flint, and actually kind of all, actually all the same films that... that, that... Mike Myers is using as reference points for Austin Powers. Yes, but, yeah. But, 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 but just going at a slightly different angle. Yeah. And it's kind of, um, like, even weirdly, I, I thought there was shades of Harry Potter in there because to some degree it is kind of, it's an Academy set story for a lot of its run about a guy from a poor background who is basically, he finds out, he ends, ends up in trouble, finds out that someone he knows is a secret agent and gets recruited by them. Yeah, the difference is the Dursleys aren't exactly like uh, Jeremy Kyle show. Uh, <laughs> uh, whereas, you know, the lead character in this definitely comes from a sort of, you know, a, a sort of Shane Meadows-ish uh, sort of background. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and right. is sort of uh, <clears throat> taken into this world that is sort of so elite and so glamorous. So yeah, so it's, it's a real kind of uh, class issue film, you know. It's uh, it's kind of like you know Shane Meadows meets, ooh, uh, you know, kind of Lewis Gilbert. It's uh, All right. yeah, it's, it's a kind of real mashup of, of different of, of lots of differing sort of uh, cinematic sensibilities. Yeah, essentially same team as Kickass, though, isn't it? It's like you've got a Mark Miller, well, the comic and it's yeah, straight, Jane well, Goldman, script, and then Jane um, Goldman and Matthew Vaughan. Yeah. Yes, yeah, uh, more directing. Yeah, and stylistically, I think it's uh, they are they are companion pieces. Yes. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I they're love... both. Yeah, I mean, they're both they're both very irreverent, uh, 
you know, they both kind of subvert the genre, but kind of absolutely lovingly. Um, they're both funny, savagely so. Quite visceral at times. Yeah, there is. Uh, it, uh, it's no spoiler to say. I mean, you get a glimpse of it in in the trailer, but uh, there's a sequence set in a church, which is one of the most visceral and horrible things I've seen in a long time. But it's it's just fantastic because it's kind of it's simultaneously grossly grotesquely violent and just really funny. And it's it's one of the kind of odd examples of mass murder that leaves you with a smile on your face at the end. You're just like. Oh, I don't remember seeing anything that kind of horrifyingly funny for a long time. Yeah, because in the in, in the interviews, uh, Matthew Vaughan and, and uh, Matt Miller, they, they're constantly referencing kind of Roger Moore era bonds and just mm -hmm. saying that that's what they wanted to go back to, that sort of bank holiday friendly, quippy, slightly ironic uh, sort of spy movie, which kind of makes you think that that's what they're doing here. They're just pastiching that, that era, but they're absolutely not. And that, that scene is sort of emblematic of... of, of Quite how far that, quite how much they're wanting to do their own thing. This really isn't the Spy Who Loved Me. You know, don't think don't go in <laughs> thinking it is. It borrows a fair bit from it, but it really is carving its own you know uh, thing. I've only got one small problem with it. I, 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 I think it's probably the same problem I have. I, go for it. it I, uh, it's Samuel L. Jackson. I don't think. Uh, I think he's he's a little too quirky, <clears throat> not threatening enough, and doesn't have quite the gravitas. That you need if if you're going to be doing a film a film like this. I think if you're going to be going down, in some ways a kind of bond, bond route. I think I think you need a, a I think you need a villain uh, with a little bit more sort of venom behind their eyes. See, I don't know. I quite um, I didn't dislike Jackson. I mean, yeah, he's he's a little bit ineffectual, I guess. But I, I sort of quite liked his weird concoction of sort of evil Bill Gates crossed with a rapper. Because um, yeah. he's, he's, he is decked out in kind of just like hip hop gear all the, all the way through, which is just sort of an odd choice. But um, yeah, I don't. Know. He was okay. But yeah. he's, but he's a, such a pivotal part in it. Yeah, saying he's okay is kind of not quite enough. But then you, know? I mean, you say fair. the spy you love me. Um, I mean, it's not that. But the spy you love me has a rubbish villain. <laughs> I mean, True. very weak. Literally just chair bound. I think for the whole thing, which is not to denigrate people who are chair bound. Um, I'm sure they can be evil in their own ways. Uh, what I mean is, I mean, Stromberg, that's why I love me, he's barely in it, and he doesn't really make much of a difference. And people love that film. I know you're a big fan of Spy Who Loved Me, aren't you, yeah. Steve? I am, yeah. Uh -huh. but, yeah. No, but, but the scenes in which he's in, I think he's very, really commanding. But then he, he, he has a henchman who, uh, Fair enough. who yeah. defines the film. Uh, actually, I must admit, Samuel L. Jackson has, has a hench woman who, who almost defines this film, and she's fantastic, and she's actually there's a little bit of Tarantino uh, in the film she's, Definitely. she's absolutely yeah. she's straight she's absolutely ripped from Kill Bill you know even the casting seems, seems quite Tarantino-esque and then there's <clears> a quirk to her character that, that is totally out of his cinematic world yes I did have a problem with the the, uh, the ending which I know a lot of a lot of reviewers have as well which is there's uh, there's a gag I, right at the end. Um, are you able to explain that without necessarily spoiling it? Because I, I do understand it's been a big bonus yeah, for a lot the, of people. Okay. Uh, I think I'm sure we can get to the bottom broadly of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a butt sex gag, which is, you know, fine and in and of itself, but it's kind of, it just feels a bit weirdly reductive because the film, up to that point, does a really good job of avoiding sort of the sexism that is inherent in 70s Bond, like there's, you know, there's a female agent who's actually just presented as an agent. There's no kind of romantic subplot. She's not sexualised in any way. And that feels kind of 
oddly, that feels quite, in its own way, quite important. You know, it's mm-hmm. um, she's just a good character. And then at the end, there's another character who is literally presented as a prize. And it's just, I, I felt that was a really sour note to end the film on. I don't know. I think that, that's like sort of saying <clears throat> women don't like bum sex. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah, like uh, for all my metrosexual posturing, um, I do like a, a, a sort of a loaded type gag, uh, and I thought it was sort of so it was so unexpected because you're so used to sort of you know never hearing anything like that in a in a, in a Hollywood movie, even like you know fat, even even frat comedies yeah. uh, that it seemed to come out of nowhere. And I just you know I you know fuck it, I laughed, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that. feminist Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so I gather you've seen Twin Peaks recently finally after all these years yes I have as recently as only last night or the night before um, finished the last episode oh, cool. um, wow. which before all of this I've never seen the full series um, uh, in the early 90s I'd seen a couple of episodes but I'd definitely seen the last episode completely ruining right Pretty much the entire experience for me. No, it didn't, because <laughs> I loved it. It's no um, secret to say. Um, but, yeah, I had seen the last of it. I knew exactly where it was leading up to. I remember all the stuff in the, <clears throat> if you haven't seen it, and the, how's <clears throat> Annie? Um, I remember that completely. <laughs> my mum was a huge fan. I remember she saw the film, and she, she was reading the Your mum saw the film? Mm. Man, you have a hip mum. We haven't watched it yet. Um, but in today's post, hooray, is... If I walk with me. Excellent, yeah. excellent. But Slum uh, no, Actually, it's really, it's really not. But um, I yeah. no, oh, I really love If I Walk with Me. It's, 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 it's okay. It's a curate's egg. Yeah, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. But Twin Peaks, I, it was a not a troubling watch. That's a ridiculous word. Um, <laughs> but it, it was, um, it wasn't without its problems watching it because having come to it like 24, 25 years late. I'm aware of the sort of pop culture criticism that's built up around it. So I was watching it through the, the gauze, if you like, the filter yeah. of everyone else's opinions and it being really critically lauded. So I was watching it with the expectations that this is going to be amazing. What's he trying to say? What am I quite not getting? Because at times when it veered into these bizarre, soapy, not even bizarre, just sort of really flat, soapy moments where mm. I, I couldn't tell if he was having a laugh at the audience or if we were supposed to be going along to it and buying into these sort of characters. You know, like you've got uh, Andy, the, the crybaby cop, and Lucy, the receptionist, things like that, and their yeah. relationship, and, and Dick. Um, and I was thinking, I, think, I don't know if I'm supposed to be enjoying this. I was watching it through a filter, basically. But you are, you are, could, you are specifically talking about a, a like a t- there's a 10-episode detour during season two. And see, the whole of season two tends to get written off critically without people kind of looking at the fact that actually it's 24 episodes or something like that. And actually the first seven episodes are brilliant and the final three episodes are brilliant. But there's a big chunk in the middle where David Lynch was off doing something else, Mark Frost is off doing something else. They bring in all these new characters and it becomes, <clears throat> becomes a little bit kind of ordinary. Yeah. And all these kind of subplots and Wyndham Earl coming in being a sort of a rather prosaic uh, big bad after second after, rate Bob, yeah, yeah. Um, after, so after, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's very sort of earthly and banal, you know. After after Killer Bob, uh, mm. and then it and then it gets into its groove again in the last three episodes. But if you notice, that's when David Lynch comes back, and they're suddenly yeah. steering the ship in, in a proper direction. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I you know I think a lot of people lost heart during that 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 
period, and that's when it becomes a bit like a Northern Exposure clone. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say it's even even less than that. I think there's probably about only five episodes in series two that I think, yeah, you're you're running on empty here. All that nonsense with James, who is nobody's favourite character ever. He's just awful when he's um, having the affair. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just boring. God, James but... is a walking piece of gammon. He's, he's <laughs> just appalling. Yeah, I, I couldn't bear salty. to see his sad little face on screen every time. Every time I felt my left hand instinctively reach down for my iPhone and just start like tapping through and looking through Twitter and stuff like that because <laughs> I cannot engage with that guy. And there's that bit where the three of them have this song and oh Jesus again. I think I'd like the second series perhaps more than uh, we're letting on. I still really love the whole thing. I love the tone of it, yeah. the overall. Because um, X Files, of which I'm a huge fan, clearly took a lot of influence from this. I know it had absolutely uh, lights up and stuff like that, but the sheer tone that the, I mean, maybe that was the way television was made then, and it had the sort of soft electronic score and the, the jazz and things like that, which I loved. Mm. But um, it took a sort of slightly, I don't know, moody atmosphere. Oh, it's beautiful. But earlier, even earlier on, I was still doubting it because the first half an hour of that first episode is pretty bloody rotten because the acting, and I couldn't tell if Lynch was directing them to be awful or not until Carl McLaughlin comes in. Yeah. I wanted to switch it off. I thought, that's this is bizarre. really I, bad. I, this is sub wow. soap opera. I, because I've lived with this, you know, I've watched it at the time and I've loved mm. it since then. I can't remember like my mm. my first uh, reactions to it because it's twenty five years ago now. But like yeah. uh, that's a, that's shocking to me because I I, I, I sort of don't get go back. Get but, oh no no no! I mean I can, I can possibly get it in the sense of like the whole thing is played pretty arch. That, and yeah, I mean I just think that's part of kind of Lynch's world. And and I think mm. you're not meant to take any of this seriously. Even the really dark stuff, I th- I think is meant to be kind of funny and and yeah. and the stuff that's right. that looks really profound from the outside is almost having a joke with us to to to, 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 to read it and analyse it. Because um, yeah, there's no logic does not take place in this world, and you have to sort no. of buy into the universe in itself. Because sorry, it, go on. I think it has a central logic, but 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 if you're looking yeah. at intellectual sense from it, I, th- I think that that's where he's playing a game with us. Yeah, um, yeah. But if you get it on a on an emotional level and a central level, then then I think that that's what he's wanting to communicate. I, th- I think what you you said though, Miles, is probably quite um, quite common, really, because a, a friend of mine watched it for the first time about six months ago as well, and she was saying that she basically just wasn't with it until <laughs> Coop turned up. And as soon as Coop turns up, it's like, oh, this is the way into the show now. This is the way into all Absolutely. this weirdness. That's a proper man crush I've got on Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow, that's dick in the mouth time, that is. Um, some of the characters I really did like after initially hating them, like um, well, Audrey, actually, for a start, and her dad, who, what's he ben, called? Ben. Ben Horn, well done, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, by the end of it, he tries to be nice and it's fun, and then he has a civil war in his own office. And... <laughs> yes. Oh, I, that, that's, I think, the defining storyline of Twin Peaks. <laughs> It'll be interesting to know what you make of the very, very divisive film. Well, I've got it now. I, we'll think, yeah, I think conventional wisdom with the film is fun. It is pure, unfettered David Lynch, and you watch it and you think, okay, it's a Lennon, you know, him and Mark Frost was the Lennon and McCartney thing. You know, the, the cliche being. Uh, McCartney kind of reigned, made Lennon reign in his avant-garde tendencies, yeah. and, and uh, with McCartney's kind of sentimental, you know, tendencies. Whereas Twin Peaks, uh, what with me, is is so unfettered Lynch, Lynch, that yeah. you, know, you kind of need Mark Frost just to kind of ground it's, it a little bit. I'm sure I'm caricaturing 
their kind of roles in their creative marriage. But you know, I'm, I'm, I think there's a truth in there. Is yeah. Mark Frost not involved? I'm just having a look at the back no, no, of the no, blue was, was, I can't was, see his name in it. No, he wasn't involved in t- at all. I think they yeah. not. I don't know. I could, can't get uh, to the bottom of this. I think they might have had a slight falling out. It's Lynch and Robert Engels who was just a kind of a minor hack guy mm-hmm. on, on the series. Twin Peaks is fi- absolutely fifty percent him. Um, okay, Robert, that's what recently seen. No, I, I'm going to go for a quick wee if that's okay. Uh, yeah, 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 of course. Hang on, did I just ask for permission to go to the toilet? I think I did. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, right, main section, and um, let's bring in the year. Uh, That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Anyway, it's 2015, and we were supposed (laughs) to do this about a month ago, but we haven't, goddammit. So, coming this year, lots and lots of stuff. We've got Jurassic World, Star Wars, Terminator Genesis, Ant-Man, Mad Max. Um, What are you excited about, and what? Could you not give a flying fuck about uh, Will? Okay, um, starting with what I can't give a fuck about, Jurassic World. Um, what? I'm, I'm sure it's going to be lovely, but I was never a big Jurassic Park fan anyway, and this looks to be more of the same, but with made-up dinosaurs now, which is just total BS as far as I'm concerned. Um I don't know. Wow, you're looking at a hairy version of my wife. She said the same last night. I really, really like Chris Pratt, and I probably will go see it for that reason, because, you know, I'm sure it'll be fun, but I just, I can't get excited about it. Totally the same. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, of the first three, well... You know, I, I know the first film is like really well regarded, but it's uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't I really don't think it's that great. And uh, yeah, and the idea of made up dinosaurs being part of the mix. Well, in what way does that make it unique? I think you know I can understand the appeal of the original in the sense of like you're getting to see things that once uh, bestrode this planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the idea of making one up, well, <laughs> then this could be just any fantasy film. Yeah, exactly. What? How is that different to Godzilla? Or, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, are you, are you are you a big Jurassic Park fan, Miles? Not a huge, huge fan. However, I have recently uh, rewatched the original because I got a three D telly and I wanted to see what the three D conversion like, which was excellent. I might say. I know it wasn't made for three D, but the, it's a fantastic conversion. It really is incredible. When you would think it was made for that, but I think that goes. Um, so I just explain how well it was directed. Obviously, Steve. Oh, well, yeah, oh, he'll hat. do okay, I imagine. <laughs> um, but it, it is oh, he's really never better this Columbo episode. <laughs> he didn't actually do one, did he? He, he did, yeah. Right. Get out. Did he? He did, yeah. I think it was his very first season. I mean, yeah, there aren't that many kind of Spielbergian kind of moments in it, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no kids taking, I don't know, revenge on their parents. That's not a Spielberg thing. It's not, really, <laughs> yeah, it's not really a Columbo plot either, really. <laughs> That's he, a good point. He's never got a nine year old kind of running rings around. Uh, Oh, Columbo. Well, anyway, it, it's really, really good. And I think we take a, take for granted what is a really well-structured blockbuster these days. Go back and watch um, Jurassic Park and all the elements there. It really builds. I really care about the characters. And the main selling point in Jurassic World for me, not Chris Pratt, is the director, whose name I've completely forgotten now. It's uh, a, uh, it is... I remember when I move or something. Colin Trevorrow. Colin Trevorrow, yeah, from yeah. Monsters. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Such, that is so not a Hollywood director name. 
No, well, he's <laughs> not really. I mean, he hasn't been a Hollywood director yet. Have you seen Safely Not Guaranteed? Yes. No, I've heard it. I've heard <gasps> good things. It's a little indie uh, mm. curio, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it nice, is. it's, it's a nice little film. Hang on, mm. am I getting confused? Did he also do Monsters or am I... No, that's Gareth. Gareth oh, sorry, yes. Yeah, yeah he yeah. did. Yeah, but you're, that's you're, yeah. Yeah. But you're, I think you're thinking about yeah. like people from small beginnings who are suddenly given these like big yeah. studio projects. You know? But no, yes, yeah, uh, Safety Not Guaranteed is a lovely film. Yeah. yeah, and I think the reasons for that is two, twofold. Um, for us to why he's been given it, and A, he's probably quite cheap, and, and B, <laughs> Safety Not Guaranteed is um, a, gen- it's a, lo- it's a time travel film, but not about time travel. It's about relationships. It's... Um, about oh, so regrets. <laughs> it's not though. It's, it's beautiful. It really is. It's. Um, I think someone described it as mumblecore because that sort of indie vibe where everyone has these snappy sort of dialogue conversations um, that you sometimes get in real life, no, and not yeah. all the time. But um, it's got real so, heart, and I'm hoping if he does that, well, it sounds a bit well, like a hot tub time machine. Sold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more, more or less, but <laughs> mostly less. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's got me sold. Plus, I really like the trailer where they use the um, the iconic theme, but they use it as like a horror theme. I really like that reappropriation okay. of that tune. So I'm really looking forward to it. But there you go, you don't give a fuck. <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm willing to be proved wrong, and I hope I will. I'm not. Steve's not. <laughs> yeah, fuck Miles. Um, <laughs> yeah. Next. The thing I don't give a fuck about, Ant-Man. Now yeah. that Edgar Wright's no longer involved, and who who's that? It's Paul Rudd, isn't it? It's Paul Paul Rudd starring, and uh, yeah. he's directing, I can't remember. Uh, I uh, can't uh, remember. Peyton Reed. And I've lost all enthusiasm. No, I, I know, precisely. I think, basically, I think, because we, we, we knew that he was attached uh, to this mm. about like five years ago, in our heads, yeah. we, we've been roughly sketching out an Ant-Man film in our head, an yes. Edgar Wright Ant-Man film. And then suddenly that... that that trailer hit, and it just looked a bit ordinary, you know. Mm. And, uh, generic Marvel, yeah, generic Does Marvel. Look very and it looked like a slightly bigger budget Agents of Shield episode, and and everything that could have made that film, which is the uh, miniature scenes, the Honey I Shrunk the Kids kind of moments, are really kept to a minimum in that in that trailer, which I don't quite understand. That uh, he could have really sold that on that. Yeah, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids is one of those f- films that is like crying out for Hollywood remake. It's just like it's it's just it's sort of universal. It's like, wow, you know, if you if you can kind of reinvent the world from that kind of viewpoint, it looks kind of pretty generic and. You know, it really does. Um, so I just don't care now. Edgar Wright's not involved. You know, I categorically love all of his films. I just there, nah, just forget it. And Paul Rudd, really? I mean, his best film is oh, Clueless. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> fuck right off there I'm a big Paul Rudd fan oh, uh, yeah I'm a massive Paul Rudd fan I Love You Man is genuinely a better film than most Marvel movies sorry was I was looking incredulous no no I'm uh, not I'm, I'm no, no, I, 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 think, I think he's an incredibly likeable screen actor I actually do agree I really really like him and actually the best moments in that, in that trailer are, are, are him but again they even yeah. they even dial him down you know, he gets the best line in it, which is, you know, the, the, the line about the name. I think, I yeah, mean, I, mean, I think the best thing I can say about him is that he's not Ryan Reynolds, which is pretty damning. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair enough, fair enough. I, I will seek out more of his work. He's, he's in Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, which <laughs> is fucking appalling. And, and he doesn't do himself any favours by turning up in it, bless him. But it was his first gig, I think, so... You know, fair play to the man. Yeah. Um, I, I sorry, know, so, uh, uh, Steve, what, what else apart from Jurassic World are you not looking forward to this year? We should get uh, the negative <laughs> one. I want to be some positive. 
Oh well, uh, well, uh, well uh, Terminator Genesis. I'm, but I'm looking forward to and dreading at the same time. Uh, I yeah, think. oh, it it looks sort of fascinatingly wrong. Yeah, but I'm quite in but, a weird way quite I'm, interested. It's so brave. It could either crash disastrously, or or we could actually embrace it for its uh, bravery and yeah. You know, for, you know that that the trailer looks very curious. You know, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, the, the whole mythology and the whole timeline of Terminator is all fucked up and it's messy anyway. Screwed to pieces, isn't it? Uh, so they might as well celebrate the fact that it's 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 such a mess. I, I know. I'm a bit concerned. With, you know, with that that small bit in the trailer where he says, "I've been waiting for you," and then you get that shot of him. <laughs> yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> No, I, I do get work as a Schwarzenegger impersonator. Um, <laughs> but there's, yeah, there's a bit where he says, I've been waiting for you. And, and you see the 1984 version Terminator, who unfortunately is on a completely different film stock to yeah, today. And even in the trailer, you think, God, you've, you've only got a few seconds to sell this. Uh, and it just looks woeful. I mean, they, you know, they did it better in the... In the um, Deep Space Nine Trials and Tribulations episode where they were, you know, mixing and matching like twenty years different. Is it is it actually from the original film, not or is it CG? Like I've oh, no, the it's, de- it's definitely from the original film. Okay, but the original film was done on. Uh, I don't know if it was done on sixteen mil or thirty five mil, but it looks a lot rougher. Right, uh, it's you can well, yeah, you can definitely tell it's. I guess so. Well, surely it's all digital video now, anyway, isn't it? I mean, the very few films are actually filmed. Yeah, yeah uh, yes, but if they're taking something from. Uh, Thirty years ago, you can't sharpen it up in 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 a way that can convince as because it, the uh, the rumor is there is a a fight between uh, young mm. Arnie Terminator and current Arnie Arnie Terminator, so presumably CG trickery will be involved in some way. And yeah. like if they if they make that work, that'd be pretty cool. But will they make that work? Yeah, yeah. And is it um, the, the the girl? Is it Amelia Clark off the? Of- Game of Thrones? It is. It is Daenerys off of Game of Thrones, yeah. yeah. Hello. Okay. Fair <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm utterly indifferent towards that project. I just think, I mean, after, I mean, even, at least, for, right, Terminator, Terminator Salvation, um, into which I got about 25 minutes before turning it off. I still haven't seen the rest of it. Yeah. I, it was too dour. It was just so, I mean, I can see why Christian Bale lost his shit that day. <laughs> he was in Terminator Salvation. It's so dry. Even, at least three, as stupid and, and junky as it was was fun and it yeah. had an element of joyousness yeah. about it regardless of how ridiculous it was um, but that was painful so if it goes some way to being at least oh god the high point is three is that what it's aiming towards to be Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines <laughs> <laughs> I don't care I don't care about Terminator Genesis but hey it's got your favourite actor Matt Smith in has it? it has yeah, yeah. who's wow, bizarrely absent from the trailers and they're not revealing who he plays Oh, so intriguing, possibly. Is he? I mean, he does he look like Robert Patrick? Not really. Um, oh no! Well, they, they, I mean, they, they've cast him already, and they've cast him Asian. I'm just wondering if what what he's playing then, if they haven't said yeah. who he is. Well, I, I mean, I think it's a mix of timeline, but you know, there's scope within that for new characters. Yeah. So he could be somebody from the era of older John Connor that we haven't yet yeah. met. I mean, but, you know, and the whole timeline, the cinematic timeline of Terminator is all fucked up anyway, simply because, like, John Connor has recast every film. The, the, yes. the, I, mean, I mean, all I'm hoping for is the return of the um, psychiatric doctor, because he's the only one. Oh, about, yes. About, about yeah, he's brilliant. Was he in Thor? No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Yeah, we got to assume he's dead. 
but but then you know was sort of sniggering for that's mood. He was in three though, wasn't he? It was a little bit. <laughs> he, was in, yeah, he, was in, was, he was in three. Yeah. yeah. Is it Doctor Arst? I can't remember. Doctor Arst. Doctor Arst. Yeah. That, that, I can't remember. That'd what be he's a called. fantastic name. <laughs> um, like. So I'm going to ask: Have you seen the Mad Max trailer? Yes. Yes. How excited are you for Mad Max? I'm. I was never a Mad Max fan, so uh, not massively. But it does look quite fun and cool. And no, I, I've, I've actually only ever seen uh, Mad Max one and two. Quite oh. like two. It's quite fun in it. I mean, like, I, it's quite a sort of John Fordy, you know, rhapsody of the landscape kind of uh, director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sort of indifferent about about this new one. I'm, the trailer I'm, looks pretty exciting. It looks pre- hmm. actually it look it looks pretty faithful to the original trilogy. It's, it's the same director as well, yeah. which I'm quite intrigued by. I think that's you know. But then, get, 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 but then this is the director who did Mad Max and then did Happy Feet. It's <laughs> absolutely bizarre sort of a CV. Um, Happy Feet, the film that uh, knocked off Casino Royale from the number one box office spot for about a day or something like that. If you weren't already married, that would that, that's the kind of fact that would get you pussy. <laughs> Ladies, I'm not single, sorry. <laughs> so, um, there's a little film out later on this year called Star Wars? Never heard of mm-hmm. it. No, no, not clearly. I'm sure it'll do fine. Yeah. But yeah, I... how, are, how are we on this, on that trailer? Yeah, with all the predictability, I'm just, yeah, can't wait. Exceedingly stiff. Yeah, uh, no, I think it's going to be awesome. Just, they're going out of their way to sell it to people like me who like the original trilogy. Not so hot on the prequels. Um, oh really? <laughs> yeah, I know. Controversial, right. eh? <laughs> get, get, get out! <laughs> I know that's a really boring viewpoint, but um, it's you know. Um, well, no, it's a bit uh, like sort of saying you don't think Hitler was that nice a guy. <laughs> you know. I think um, like I was talking to someone about the prequels the other day, and he described it as the biggest act of shitting yourself in public he'd ever seen. <laughs> we have a. Quiz. Cool. Okay. Schwarzenegger, Star Wars, or somewhere else. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> okay, so get your thinking caps on the ready. Because um, basically, I'm going to read out a YouTube comment, and you've got to guess from me is it from Schwarzenegger? Oh, brilliant. It's not that big, Terminator Genesis. It doesn't work if I don't say it, otherwise, it, it, shut up. Uh, is it from Schwarzenegger, Star Wars, or somewhere else? Is it another video? Okay. I've thrown in a, a rare oh. monkey there. Okay, here we go. Right, this is from YouTube commenter Lozo Smith. <laughs> I just came a little bit. Star Wars. Oh, um, Star Wars. Will? Uh, sorry, I, uh, I, is it the Woody Allen film Crimes and Misdemeanors? <laughs> it's, it's not that. Uh, okay, it's, uh, uh, no, you're both wrong. It's actually from Terminator Genesis. What? Oh, right, okay. Yeah, uh, oh, is sorry, that immediate? Uh, uh, oh, okay. This is from YouTube uh, commenter Killweb2. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably there is a kill web one or a kill web. <laughs> um, wrong. He only said potato eight times. Angry face. <laughs> or, uh, what, what are the options? The options are: is it Schwarzenegger? Is it Star Wars? Or something else? Oh, um, oh, uh, something else. Yeah. Potato. Well, yeah, I, I don't recall. Um, um, potato is not a big word in was the Terminator it, universe. Was it from Sex Lives of the Potato Man? Oh, you're getting looser. Yeah, it's yeah. There's no spud mentions in any of those two films. No, it's actually from um, the legendary YouTube video. Thomas the Tank Engine says potato for 24 seconds. <laughs> oh. A video as everyone knows lasts only for 23 seconds. That's had over 11 million views. YouTube it now. Death right. to the West. 
Okay, you, you're not doing very well. Um, you, you've both lost so far. You've oh, no, no, you said something else. You've got one each. One point each. Okay, this is from YouTube commenter Cotton007CP. Wasn't there just riot in Paris against Muslims? Brilliant. Um, maybe Terminator. Maybe they, they think Terminator is an anti-Islam text. I, I like the way we're all being very careful what we say <laughs> over this one. Um, uh, I, 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 I think it was Star Wars because he sounds like the sort of commenter who's just looking to pick a fight yeah. on under any video. Yeah, and, and also, Muhammad is like a Sith. It's you're right, actually. Well, by the way, uh, that was me, Will, who said that. It's from an extended extended branching discussion about the decision to cast a black man in a film. There we are. God, I'm gonna have to cut this. It means like I'm I'm on. I think that's a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) Disclaimer: Miles Hamer, not a racist. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Vols G. The sky is so fake, it's not even funny. There is a dome around Earth, and no one has noticed. The stars fly, and the moon has glitches. A live matrix. Is that from Schwarzenegger, Star Wars, or somewhere else? I'm going to chance it and say it's Terminator. Uh, Schwarzenegger, if you will. Schwarzenegger, yeah. Sorry, you're wrong. It's from uh, the legendary YouTube video, The Queen is a Reptilian Who Eats Human Babies and Children, version 2. <laughs> um, um, I Honestly, I can't tell if it's a wind-up or not. <laughs> Like you should have you seen is Jimmy Savile a wizard? Is he? Uh, no, <laughs> no, this is the thing. There is a wonderful YouTube video that you should watch later. It's forty five minutes long detailing about why Jimmy Savile was indeed a wizard. Um, well, like a grandmaster wizard, like a from the KKK. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And breaks down the magical significant significance of jingle jangle. It's uh serious. Yeah, it's fascinating bullshit. Um, <laughs> okay. Which is a bit like Twin Peaks in many ways. <laughs> uh, where are we? Okay, there's two more comments and let's crack on. Okay, um, okay this is from Almanaja. Uh, why do you have to use a drill pest? Why can't you use a regular old drill to make the jig? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it from Schwarzenegger, Star Wars, or something else? Drill press. Something else. Uh, it's something else. It's from Simple Dowling Techniques. <laughs> but Dusty Guy responds, oh, oh, is that Eli Roth's new film? <laughs> um, oh, fuck it. These two are from Star Wars. I'm done. Thanks a lot, JG and Disney. You've ruined the Star Wars universe with your bullshit. That's from Lane Rice. That's had 76 thumbs up. Wow. From people who haven't seen any of the film yet outside no. of the first minute. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and also from Tahu588, Star Wars is dead, thanks a lot, Disney. 128 thumbs up. But, 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 are, they, but are these from people who loved the prequels? Oh, could be. How right you could be. Shit, I not thought no, that. Because you know, you know, there probably are people out there who genuinely love the prequels. My nephew, when he asked um, me for the Star Wars trilogy for um, Christmas many years ago, and I went to get the original. I said, no, 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 th- th- those ones. Oh, really? Fuck. Okay. They're yours, my friend. But, okay, fair enough. He liked them. I did force him to, but I, I think I doubled up and got him the, the original. Yeah, but you're yeah, absolutely right. And I've trampled all over your conversation. Sorry. It's okay. Steve's just sneezing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, uh, Lizzie, like my, my, my daughter, I mean, she, I mean, she's quite unapologetic about, about preferring the prequels. But, but I do kind of wonder, I mean, she's, she's, she's just an 11, but I, I kind of wonder how she'll feel when she's 16. It, and it, like, if, if she'll go, okay, Dad, 
I kind of get what you mean about the prequels now. You know, I, I, I've, I've yet to meet anybody who was like maybe to 10, 11 when the prequels came out and are now mm. adult and, and who now watch the whole series and can now see clearly what's, what's right mm. and what's wrong. Me and Will were talking earlier about, about how, how, how wretchedly dated the, the, the prequels look now. Yeah. You know, because I was watching the, the new Star Trek films last night, and I and I, there's a fair bit of like of, of CG in that, but the CG now is combined with miniatures, in, and and, it, and it's and it's advanced anyway, and it's combined with with uh, real life film, and so you can't see the joint much anymore. Mm. Yeah. Whereas when you watch something like that, because it, it's relentlessly synthetic. Yeah. It does. It does look amazingly dated. I would just love. George Lucas to come out and go, do you know what? I must admit, I kind of get that. I get you. I'm sorry. (laughs) I just wanted to admit it that we were right. Oh, you know, he made the films he wanted to do and, you know, in some level, kind of respect, right? You know, they are, in a weird way, auteur films. It's just that he's working to a different sort of level of quality even... Everyone else. Yeah. Oh, I know. You know what I mean? well, yeah. Well, the thing is, like, you know, I don't know Brian, who works over at Tesco, who, who's really smelly. You can make an auto film if you gave him an iPhone. Um, <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing. How is that film coming along? <laughs> <laughs> the scenes that most annoy me about prequels is uh, just scenes where you don't need to necessarily see. There's a bit where um, uh, Obi Wan arrives on some planet and he just gets on his. Mm. Uh, spacecraft or whatever and you see the background and there's no depth to it and you mm. just think there's but there's there's no reason for that to be synthetic you could have easily gone to a real place and there's another mm. scene in the same in, in, that was in attack of the clones and there's, there's another scene in the same film where you see a, uh, a clone trooper walking towards a padme and it's quite clearly not a real person and yeah it's a, and it's just that that it's just one percent out so you know it's fake. And you just mm. think, okay, I don't mind you creating these wonderful big landscapes to give me something as a cinema viewer that I've never seen before. But it's in these small moments, like, it's just you taking a shortcut. Mm. Why did you do that? You know, it, it just, all it does is make me realise I'm watching a film. Well, it's, it's, it's fascinating as well, because you kind of think, surely animating clone troopers is harder than just getting a guy and putting him in a suit. Yeah. So and why I, I, do it? And I think, well, they, I think yeah. they actually rotoscoped a lot, a lot of those, those moments as well. Really? So you think, if you rotoscoped it, why not just show the original thing? Yeah. But it's like, he, it's like, because you're dealing with, with a person with, uh, mm-hmm. who is quite clearly just, just terrified about working with human beings. It's exactly what I was about to say. He's not an actor director, and I think that very much shows in his films. But yeah, yeah. so carry on. No, I think he's just terrified of working with human beings, and especially yeah. human beings who will ever, ever say no to. That's the thing, like, because he was he was burned by from the first uh, Star Wars mm. film by yeah. working with these burly bastard union fixated sort of British workers. Well, all right, George, I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> He was so frightened by these by these burly alpha males that uh, that he he then decided to just surround himself by by weedy yes men, and I think that yeah, and that was the uh, the destruction of Star Wars. Really. Bloody Brits, we fucked it for him. <laughs> <laughs> I've no idea. Um, I just yeah, I, I do uh, think the new one is is looking good though. I you know I kind of worry that maybe they're going to burn out. 
um, by doing one every year, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Well, that's 2015. Used. Um, okay, right. Heroes is set to return. Um, the once good, once popular Special Powers NBC drama series is going to make a 13-part miniseries comeback helm again by creator Tim Craig. Uh, very briefly, what do you think? I think if if he does what he did in the first series and makes it relatable, great characters, a strong narrative, fantastic. I think mm. everything after that first series was a total shambles and increasingly up its own arse. So I just hope it doesn't rely on past continuity in a way. I mean, obviously, we're, we're seeing returning characters, but I hope they treat it as an actual fresh start and not as series six. Well, Horn Rim Glasses guy's already in it, so ugh, I, well, I don't hold that enthusiasm. Do you know he? You know that's quite. He was quite a good character though, and uh, uh, an easy to understand character. So maybe they maybe they'll do something fun with him. Who knows? Uh, I, well, I saw that though. I saw the first I don't know, five six episodes. Oh man, you missed it before Eccleston came in because that was great. Oh. Oh, was he in it? Eccleston. Okay, <laughs> right. He was the Invisible Man when he was Claude. Okay, yeah, well, Eccleston's uh, in the first series. He's brilliant. Yeah, well, I, 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 I went to a party at the Gherkin and met uh, the, the Hayden Panettiere. Panet- the, yeah, there you go. Strong. Oh, yes, I met her <laughs> and Milo somebody. Um, uh, yeah, um, Ventum. Yeah, uh, and the one who was in Dynasty. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant. Felt slightly, felt slightly guilty that I was having a photo taken uh, with a wall uh, <laughs> without, without caring one iota about what the, the series that they were in. I want to um, see that photo. <laughs> so uh, yes, so uh, given how much, uh, how little I cared about the original series, I'm I'm not particularly. I don't particularly care about the new one. We d- um, we we do actually like fan stuff. Just to get that off record, I'm just like <laughs> a lot of negativity. Jurassic it, Park. Well, and I loved him. the first series. There you go. If I can say that. <laughs> After that, it fell apart. But it was the second series was hit by writer's strike. I seem to remember. That's right. Yeah, it was that curtailed completely. So whatever story they were trying to tell had to be wrapped up in like two episodes at the end. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, and then it went batshit crazy in the third. So when I gave up, I, I couldn't keep up with it. It changed every week. I, Plus this... they made Sila, um as played by yeah Zachary Quinto. They made him too powerful. He became like a Superman. He could do anything. And then um, they made him good. Yeah. Which is just bewildering. They had to, though. Because if he was bad with all those powers, there's no, there's no show to be had. Yeah. He can literally do anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I remain cautiously... I want to say optimistic, but I don't think it's that. Uh, second piece of news is uh, I haven't written this properly, so let's see what happens when I come out. <laughs> I open my mouth. Canadian acting droid and star of the new Deadpool movie, Ryan Reynolds, has admitted that it's got a relatively low budget with which he seems pretty happy. Um, he's because he's playing the sort of cancer-stricken superhero, isn't he? Will you're the comics fan? I- I'm excited. Um, I think the trailer was really, hey. really, really good. Um, if the low budget uh, allows him to be a bit more punky, a bit edgier. You know that that trailer that it released looked like it had more in common with Kickass than say any well say Ant Man because um, I, I don't I don't want to sound down on Marvel I know we've dissed them up a bit uh, but I think the Marvel films generally are pretty great but um, we're possibly reaching some sort of saturation point so if it can have that kind of energy and anarchic spirit then I think it could be really good. Um, I haven't seen the trailer. Right? Really? Oh man! <laughs> no. Seriously, no. W- watch the trailer. The trailer is fantastic, and it was no. just—it uh, was just 
I, I might be wrong, so don't correct me on this, but I believe it was just done as test footage to try and sell this idea. And it's it's really sparky and funny and... Oh, man, go go watch it after this. It looks great. And finally, as Steve mentioned, yes, Fantastic Four trailer mm. has hit, um, which shows a market difference from the previous incarnation. Um, Steve, are you excited about yet another superhero franchise? <laughs> Uh, normally I would be I, I, actually I was probably more excited about it before I saw it and it looked <laughs> a bit a, a little bit uh, do you know what I, I, I love Christopher Nolan I, I love the Dark Knight mm. trilogy mm-hmm. but but when people talk about the Nolanization of superhero movies mm. that that's when I kind of lose interest in them which is why I loathed uh, you know Man of Steel and why this looks a bit sort of boring um, you know, it just looks. My 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 main grievance is why is it called Fant Fantastic in the logo? <laughs> yeah. The trouble is, I mean, uh, it's 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 fettered by the fact that 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 it was done originally and done so badly, so they feel as though they have to do it in a totally different way. Um, whereas I, I think there's a way to do Fantastic Four in a way. Sam Raimi did Spider-Man. Exactly, yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. The, 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 there's this automatic assumption that the, the way to go now is automatically dark and gritty and character It's all gone a bit DC, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, and actually, the DC universe, I mean, I can't... I, John, I'm, the weather at the moment, I was looking at the, uh, the other day and it just looked grey and drizzly and boring and I thought, that's how I see the DC universe. And yet, mm. when I think about the Marvel universe what, or I think about you know what the DC universe would have been like pre, pre you know, pre Zack Snyder. Yes, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's not that. And but I just think. But you, you, you see the the color palette and the design of Wonder Woman and um, the Ben Affleck Batman, and, the, and you know that Zack Snyder is like now the man in charge. He's uh, Joss Whedon. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that's a terrifying thought, isn't yeah. it? And you think, <laughs> I, you know, I, is that really your sort of master? You know, guide. You know, yes. for this for this whole universe. It is weird, isn't it? Because they're polar opposites. Polar opposites. Each publishing house um, has a very specific tone. I, I mean, at their worst, Marvel are self-aware. At DC's worst, they're self-important, and I think neither attribute is particularly attractive. Um, but weirdly, Marvel, as you say, has now seemed to. I don't know. It's done away with its sort of joyous, bubbly sense of fun. Bit smug, totally. I, I get that. Now it seems to be heading to, down towards the DC path with this Fantastic Four. And I didn't mind those two previous films. They were very flimsy and disposable and silly and forgettable. But they yeah. were. There was a joyous sense of fun about them. But this Fantastic Four trailer just looks a bit dour. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. I'm willing to give it a go, as I am anything. Yeah. I mean, but, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's Marvel and Sony, right? It's not actually Marvel in the sense of the event. No, it's it's not Marvel it's, Studios. It's Fox, yes, yeah, right, yeah, like, uh, oh, sorry, Fox, not yeah. Sony. Yeah, yeah, oh, Fox. So it's it's a separate separate thing. But yeah, I know what you mean. Um, it's I don't know. Like, there's bits of that trailer that look like in Interstellar. It's. Yeah. It, it, I just couldn't help but feel that they were almost ashamed to go. This is Fantastic Four. And yeah. you, you sort of read comments by. Um, I think it's Simon Kinberg saying, well, in this film you'll understand how they become fantastic. And yeah, I don't care. It's mm. called Fantastic mm. Four. I want them to be fantastic in this film, not in the last five minutes of the film. Because I'm, I'm sure I, re- I read a few years ago that uh, I think Matthew Vaughan actually wanted to do a version of Fantastic, fantastic Four, which was genuinely 
60s and, and, and like celebrated mm. that 60s uh, origin story of that. Of yeah. And that would so, be so, fantastic. Yeah, so sort of technical. Uh, and, yeah, and that sounds, that sounds <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. Um, and in actual fact, I mean, I'm, I'm still more partial to the Matthew Vaughan first class idea of, of, of what a superhero movie should be, but rather than the rather dour days of future past. Yeah, uh, no, totally. First class is uh, yeah. amazing. It yeah. is, it really is fantastic. Great film. I, mean, I, think it I, does I can't, I can't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's as well, you've got, um, that feels like both Matthew Vaughan and Michael Fassbender auditioning for Bond, you yeah. know, mm. um, no, that's great. In movie. fact, actually, I mean, uh, Matt, uh, Fassbender's scene in that, you know, when he's I, there's a bit in where he goes to, I think it's like about ten ten years after the Second World War, and uh, yeah, the bar yeah, scene, yeah, the bar scene, yeah. which is possibly one of my favourite f- four or five minutes of, of cinema ever. Mm. You know, yeah, no, I think I think favourite films are made of moments like that. I think if you can get it, if if if, if you can grab three or four minutes. Yeah, and just make that one of those scenes that, that people skip through menus to get to. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's a that's a real triumph. And finally, with Stephen King's It getting a remake, apparently I don't know. Um, if what horror film, if any, do you think can actually benefit from getting the Redux treatment? Uh, that's over to Steve first. Uh, oh. Uh, Waddle, Waddle Whopper. Um, there's a brilliant film called Waddle Whopper uh, about the. No, no, I'm really joking. Uh, <laughs> what a Whopper! <laughs> <laughs> there really is a film called Waddle Whopper. There really that is. Goes around. There really is. Until uh, they die. I'm watching that. It's written. Okay, it's written by Terry Nation. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this is quite remarkable. We, we've got through the whole episode right talking about Doctor Who. Yeah. That's what I've never heard about. So what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, what was the question? What horror uh, film what horror would horror benefit from the uh, Okay. Um, Do you think would benefit actually, I, I must admit, I, I think Village of the Damned. Uh, there's, yeah. a lot, there's a lot of John Wyndham. Uh, mm. well, in fact, actually, uh, yeah, Day of the Triffids, which... Currently being ignored by Hollywood, that, that I think would be really powerful. Um, yeah, wasn't so, um, the Village of the Damned remake with Christopher Reeve? Have I made that up? Uh, no, that yeah, no, that's true. It was. It was. Uh, that Did that not satisfy you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the first Village of the Damned's a great film. Yeah, it's, it's, a bit, it's, it's a bit slow, but um, oh no, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's totally slow. But 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 whenever we talk about like remakes, it's about the fact you know like. Eighty percent of people wouldn't be able to sit through that kind of. Uh, that no, kind of and that's I think that's the, a good reason for remaking um, something is to bring that to a new audience who just yeah. simply don't have patience for yeah. something. It's 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 a tricky one because all the sort of great horror films that I really like have already been remade. Like the thing has had a sort a sort of sequel remake. Well, that in itself oh, and that is a remake it anyway from the thing from another world. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or the fog, which has had a really really diabolical remake. Um, or The Shining, which had that fuck awful TV adaptation, oh, which did, didn't it? With yeah. Stephen Webber. I don't, I don't want to know. About <laughs> Stephen that. King loves it, man. It, that's that's his favourite yeah, version. Yeah, Imagine yeah, yeah. that. Imagine being Stephen King and going, "Nah, Kubrick, <laughs> fuck you." <laughs> yeah. 
No, you've only made one of the greatest films of all time. Never, never mind <laughs> horror films. One of the greatest films of all time. Fuck that. I'm getting Stephen Webber in a five-part miniseries. <laughs> one of Jesus. With a polo mallet. He doesn't even have an axe. He has a polo mallet. For fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> I admit... On the, on the King front, Misery is a great film. Maybe they could do a new version of that. I'm clutching at straws because that's already a great film. It doesn't need to be remade. Not a remake. I'm looking forward to the possible return of The X-Files because weirdly that feels like it's a right time to bring that back. You know, if, if they do it right, then that could be fucking great. Yeah, if we're talking about The X-Files, I've, I've, I've kind of slightly... I've tried to rewatch that recently and uh, in my head, it, it's... It's like a cable series, uh, and then I kind of rewatch it one episode, and I go, "Oh, do you know what? It's kind of better in my head. It's it's very much it's it's very much a, a you know a series of its time. Yes, absolutely. And, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, but in my head, it's a lot cleverer than it possibly is in real life. Well, yeah. I mean, Chris Carter had no idea what he was doing. <laughs> in no, no, way, no, but, no. Oh, I, I know. I'm, you know, but, but beyond the big, uh, the big art plots, just in terms of like you know hour long episodes. In my head, I, I mean, because I, you know, I think Twin Peaks still has a richness uh, mm. to it. Yeah, um, but but then again, Twin Peaks was what twenty four, twenty five episodes, and the X Files was over two hundred. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you could easily whittle down a, a brilliant twenty hours of TV of that, yeah. or a brilliant thirty hours of TV. Yeah, I get hugely nostalgic for the X Files, and um, I don't, I don't think that does colour my um love for it because I, I the first four seasons, if it's made in four three, if it's shot in Canada, yeah, um, yeah. and it's got sort of uh, that electronic score with a bit of clarinet yeah. um, I mean I, I, I just um, it washes over me I adore it I, yes. I can't get enough of that yeah I really can't. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm no, going to go watch it now <laughs> <laughs> fuck you guys <laughs> not really okay. okay bye <laughs> <laughs> uh, I haven't said what horror remake um, Dead of Night which is possibly my favourite film ever but I would want it remade, but I just think it would be rubbish, and I think you'd yeah. lose all no, that. Well, no, but the thing is, they, they don't do portmanteau films anymore. You know, no. portmanteau. I'd, I'd love to see a modern portmanteau film. Well, there's VHS, but it's terrible. Uh, okay, never seen that. It's I, full of utterly loathsome people. Yeah, it but is. I, you know, but I want to see an old-fashioned uh, one. Yeah, I think that would be lovely. I really yeah. would. So yeah, uh, just a, a, a modern portmanteau which works and has characters who are compelling and not. Not rapists. And on <laughs> Let's close the show. Well, thank you very much for listening. Um, I'm Miles. Um, I want to say goodbye from Will. Goodbye. Peace be with you. Shalom, etc. And uh, Steve, say goodbye to the good folk. Black power. Oh, <laughs> Stephen. From being Miles. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh,